Welcome to Rain City Supercars. I'm Dan. And I'm Nick. Nick, how was your weekend? I'm struggling. Yeah. <laughs> Several issues, but yeah, I'm good. We're I'm coming good. to you live from Drivers Club, brought to you by our friends at Avance, who did an awesome toy run this weekend. Unfortunately, we missed that. Yeah. Yeah. Haggerty, Rainier Beer, and Carter Subaru. Yeah. Yeah. How was your weekend? It was awesome. I spent way too much money. Way too much. Something tells me the money you spent and the money that would have been spent if it had been Black Friday, where there's a large discrepancy between Very that. So, large yeah. discrepancy. Yeah. I saved all of my time to do all my Black Friday shopping and Cyber Monday shopping. So, like, for all of Christmas, I do it all this weekend. Yeah. And so, I mean, I do little stuff all year, but, yeah, definitely. Got I feel like I want to test away. some of the people that are listening to my podcast, or our podcast, sorry, like my parents. Like, I think I should say what I bought and just to see if they listen. Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they do. No. <laughs> No. My, I know my mom does because she'd give me feedback. Your mom would be, She's yeah, going to scold me. Why did you spend so much on yeah. this? Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, I think your mom needs a new, you know, backyard elephant. Everybody needs Don't that. Don't we? <laughs> she could get him in a room. <laughs> Dan made me watch the episode of, uh, what is it? Uh, Watchmen. Watchmen. And, oh, good Lord. That show was off the rails. I hate you just for that. Okay. Yeah. Just went home. <laughs> anyway. Like, I don't understand it. Okay. Yeah. So um, speaking of all that shopping, I did a ton of shopping. I even did a little bit in person. Not on Black Friday, but I did go out to REI and get some stuff this weekend because uh, of, of the sale they had. Um, it brought me to a really good Carter Subaru tip of the day. And while this does apply to year-round, it is especially important right now. Um, and that is stop leaving stuff on the seats of your car. I walked through that parking lot and I was like, huh, do I want a $500 backpack? Because it's a quick smash and a run away. And obviously I'm not the type to do that, but um, that is exactly yeah, You're not much of a runner. No, I'm not. But uh, that's what exactly what thieves are looking for. They're not looking... People think, you know, like, you know, if I'm going to leave something out, it has to be something expensive to get somebody's attention. Uh, no, it's freezing out. And if you are in destitute of need of things, and it's usually people who need things, by the way. Uh, Jackets, blankets, Stuff like that. You've got a nice jacket in your backseat. Guess what? That is the first thing they're going to smash and grab. Um, I I did some research. I thought it would be higher this time of year, but apparently actually people kind of grow a heart between Thanksgiving and Christmas, and it's actually one of the lower holidays for them to do this. turns out Halloween is actually the biggest night for smash and grabs, um, mainly because everybody gets to wear a mask and they get to run around outside and there's a lot of noise and a lot of people. So it's pretty easy to disappear if you do a smash and grab. But that said, um, yeah, put stuff in your trunk, get a trunk organizer, you know, like stop leaving stuff on your seats, uh, especially things like purses. That's the obvious one. Although I see that all the time and ladies, I'm talking to you. <laughs> I'm going to call you out because I have cleaned a lot of cars in my day as a detailer, lots of stuff all over the seats all the time. Guys do it too, but Women are known for this, and I've given many people crap for this, that they leave a lot of stuff in their cars. And a lot of that stuff is expensive. Makeup, clothes, scarves, like that stuff has, has higher dollar item. Guys, we're just not that well-dressed, to be honest. So, <laughs> so It's uh, always nice when Dan's out for Black Friday scouting the parking lots. <laughs> I just walked by because I was thinking about it. <laughs> no, and yeah. Thinking of the Carter Subaru tip of the day, and I was like, man, I got a lot of stuff in my trunk that I definitely would not leave on the seats. And so I just did a walkthrough, walking into the store, and I was like, sure enough, like, there's a lot of and easy And for targets. those listening, that's Dan's Porsche, and the trunk is in front. So if you break into the car, <laughs> make sure you open the <laughs> trunk, because that's where Dan keeps all of his stuff. <laughs> You're welcome, Dan. Yeah. So that's your tip of no. the day, your tip of year-round. Don't leave stuff on your seats. I see it happen and all the time. And lock your glove box, too, by the way. Yeah, that is a big one as well. People don't realize that, that the thieves will then know where you live. Yes. So, yeah. Yeah. In fact, um, that is a – speaking – that's actually a good point – there in, it is legal in Washington to keep a photocopy of your registration on your phone. Mm-hmm. That said, 
Another important tip here, <laughs> if you are into illicit behavior on your phone, do not leave it on your phone because when you give a cop, the, the police officer, your phone to look at your photo, you have given him access to your phone and everything you might illegally be doing. So drug dealers, I'm talking to you. I think that's a big majority of our listeners. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we have a, a most lot of people assume Dan and I are on drugs, so... <laughs> You know, a lot of our listeners mean, are cops, yeah, actually. Uh, true. Yeah. But Dan's <laughs> just back from rehab. Yeah, <laughs> that's <yeah>. true. <laughs> it's a different type of rehab. Anyway, yeah. So there's a whole bunch of tips for you, but uh, yeah. yeah, that's what I was thinking of. Interesting. I yeah. I mean, it's I always keep things covered or, or hidden yeah. in my car. It's just that's just it I've had so many times people try to break into my car. So. Yeah, yeah, and if you watch uh, surveillance videos, people breaking into cars at night, um, hello, they use flashlights. They put them right up to the glass, so your tint doesn't matter as much as you guys think. Even on the floor, they're going to see it. Like, there's uh, thieves are dumb, but they're not dumb about breaking into cars usually. Be aware of your surroundings. I was actually looking at somebody on Facebook today was pointing out that there was some people sitting on his road, um, driving up and down. I mean, really be aware of your surroundings right now. People are out there, like you said, doing Nefari- nefarious, thi- nefarious things. Nefarious yeah, th- this week is the highest yeah. of package thefts. So yeah. I didn't think it was kind of car related, so I didn't bring it to this tip of the day. Sure. But this is the highest time of year p- for package Could thefts. Be, we get car so. parts coming. Yeah. yeah, I mean, there's always <laughs> car parts coming. <laughs> That's true. Somebody's got a, yeah, exactly. a, a mid pipe sitting on his porch or did mm-hmm. today. But um, yeah, so before we go into our guest of the day, which is a good topic, let's talk about the uh, the elephant in the room of the car world and uh, that Tesla truck. <laughs> I want to talk about it. <laughs> Why are people ordering that thing? Like, I, I, I keep waiting for Elon Musk to come out and be like, hey, I was on Joe Rogan, I was high, my <laughs> seven-year-old drew this, and we made one. Um, <laughs> like, it, I, it's like, I just, either either he's really getting high and watching Blade Runner too much, or like, where did that come from? I don't know, and I, I kept thinking it was a joke when I saw it. I, 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 like, I keep waiting for that, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it's just like... I, it's I, not even a functional I design. I know somebody that I know. I don't. I don't know somebody, but I know somebody that listens to this podcast has ordered one. Write us and tell us why. I'm curious because I want to know. Like I, I've watched everything about it. Yeah. I mean, I think most people want it for that really cool shatter glass that they put in it. You know, where you hit it and it shatters no matter what. <laughs> yeah. Um, so glass. They put in glass. Yeah, they put in glass. Uh, <laughs> and everybody, you know, I think all the, a lot of those F-150 owners that that saw that little tug of war, they really were impressed. <laughs> Which is the I most useless I don't test get, like, ever. I really just, I don't get it. Like, I look at it and I go, I don't understand how they got there. Like, I, w- I was thinking we were going to see something like the Model X, like, with a high, bigger suspension and a truck bed. Like, I mean, there yeah. was a lot of drawings on it. Like, and then you look at the truck that they built, the semi-truck. And I was trying to, th- I just don't understand where, I feel like this looks like a DeLorean got by a Chevy. <laughs> Like it looks like it's like it's the same outside as the DeLorean, pretty much. It's like it looks like alum. It's got aluminum. It's just I don't get it. Well, you know the Esprit from the James Bond's films. Mm-hmm. Well, Elon owns that, and he says that that's where the design design came from. Good uh, call out. Drugs are bad. Okay, <laughs> oh, that's just that's just drugs and Bond cars. <laughs> Not all drugs. Do you disagree? <laughs> drugs are bad. <laughs> that's what I thought. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna keep you nameless because. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> it's just, yeah, I, I am curious, and that—that that is exactly what I wanted, where I wanted to go with this. If you ordered one, and Tesla is one of the biggest sellers here, actually, we are—we are the biggest seller of Teslas in the nation. Tesla's in the nation is Bellevue. I, I, the minute Why Bellevue gets one, I w- we will be there. Yeah, I want to see it. I, I in like I'm, I'm not anti-Tesla. I no. can't wait to see the new Roadster. I just I want to see what the where that came from. Oh, that's just, sweet. You think the Roadster is actually coming to market? Um, 
Man, I hope. I know people are buying them. I mean, I, I think every every single YouTuber out there has bought one. Well, it's I mean, a hundred dollar deposit doesn't mean crap. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I spend that on coffee every month. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, <laughs> so. uh, uh, of cars that I've seen rendering, we Dan and I came in today to Drivers Club, and Doug had rendered a new GT five hundred. Now that yes, uh, yeah, fun. Wow. That Very looks, cool. Yeah, super cool. If you haven't, and this is not a plug for any, go on to Ford's website and, and do the configurer for the uh, GT500. Good looking car. It, so. And just plain fun. You know yeah. that car's going to be a riot to drive because the, the 350R and S are just incredible cars that did way better than anybody expected. And well, I think it, it did as well as people hoped, I should say. Yeah. And I think the 500 is the same. Just plain fun car. car to drive. That so. being said, I'm not really sure why the new Mustang Mach-E has the Mustang <laughs> name. Speaking of that, I think you put it the best part. Like that Ford could have made that electric SUV and not called it a Mustang, and it would have been fine. Yeah. But I don't quite understand why it's a Mustang. Yeah, why is that at all a Mustang? I don't get it at all. Um, no. Anyway, so we're talking about American cars and a little bit here. And our guest today, so this is how this started. We've been talking for a while. Um, this is going to be so hard. Our guest today. So Nick and I were discussing like, hey, you know what? Um, we have uh, friends from all walks of life and all diversities and things like that. But we're like, So we went and found one of our acquaintances. <laughs> 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 but if two 40-year-old white guys decide to talk about diversity, that's going to go over like a fart in church. So... <laughs> It goes but, over better than you think. But oh, sorry. <laughs> Far in church. Yeah. <laughs> Good to know. <laughs> but uh, it is an important topic. And one that, you know what, we should bring in uh, one of our friends who is... Acquaintance. <laughs> obviously good friend. <laughs> who is Go very involved in the car world, does track days, has an American car, and uh, is, did not grow up born and raised in America. And that is a lot of our listeners. That is a lot of our friends. And we wanted to bring in somebody who could talk about that, who's really active in the car community. Um, if you're part of Avance or you've been on a drive with us, you probably know Garov really well. And that's uh, Garov Rajaskar. Did I say that right? Garov Rajaskar, but it's close enough. Yeah, see, there's <laughs> it's the closest anyone has gotten to I've been this calling week. him Gustav for years. <laughs> yeah, Gustav is good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> G-Man, whatever you want. G-Man, I like that. Yeah. yeah. Garov, welcome to the show. Well, thank you for having me. Yeah, thanks for coming, man. And you're driving a, what is your, your Grand Sport, a 17? Uh, it's a 2017, yep. Yep, Corvette Grand Sport, mm -hmm. and, uh, which we have. Repping Georgia Tech. Uh -huh. Yeah, repping Georgia yeah, Tech. Yeah, go Jackets, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. Yellow Jacket on the plate, which mm -hmm. everybody has seen, especially our Avance crew. It's been in tons of photos and photo Most shoots. Of State Patrol, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but not only do you just drive a fun car, you also drive it, you track it, you do road trips with us, mm -hmm. you, you drive it year-round. It's got snow tires on it right mm -hmm. now. Um so very cool. You're using your car to the extreme. And it's a good, important thing to point out is that uh, people come from all over the world and dive into our car culture here, which we are fortunate to have that diversity. So when did you come here? You came here. Did you come here straight to go to college at Georgia Tech? Uh, yeah. So I came here to do my master's at Georgia Tech back in 2011. Mm -hmm. um, spent a couple of years there in Georgia and uh, listened to too much country music, so it surprises people when they get in my car and they hear what I'm listening to. You uh, can hear you can hear his southern draw. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I'll say all y'all just yeah. so you, you guys feel better. Yump uh, to uh, y'all. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm fixing to go there. Yeah, so fixing. Yeah, <laughs> okay, good. There, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah. So I, I I got to Georgia Tech two years there. Uh, went to way too many football games and then eventually ended up here at uh, well Microsoft in Seattle. Yeah. So came here to work. I did my time at Xbox for a couple of years and then moved over to the cloud cloud set of stuff, right? Yeah. Uh, but that's how I ended up in Seattle. Uh, in Georgia, I didn't drive. I mean, much. 
except for Zipcars. I mean, yeah. Priuses are exciting. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Get off the show. Don't ever say <laughs> that. <laughs> sorry, I said the P word, but yeah. okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you son of a... No. Yes, that will blast me. But anyway, um, so I'll, uh, I'll stop saying the P word. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> um, um, game over here. And um, I think the first car I got... And this is where the whole Indian thing comes in, right? My parents being, well, very traditionally Indian. Mm-hmm. They said, um, uh, what are you going to get? A Honda and a car or, you know, or, or a Camry <laughs> like a Toyota? But, you know, and I said, uh, no, I'm getting a BMW. They were like, what? Um, why are you spending money on that was the first question. Typical, you know, Indian yeah. parent thing. Uh, why are you spending money on that? You should be saving for stuff and all that. And I went out and uh, custom ordered a red uh, 328i, so it was a base, but, you know, 328i with red seats inside <laughs> and black lining and black wheels all around. <laughs> he wanted and to blend in when he got yeah, here. Totally. Oh, yeah, totally, yeah. totally under the radar, right? But <laughs> yeah. the thing is, it's, a, it's, the, it's basically the theme of red and black, which is the theme of UGA uh, back in Georgia. Yeah. That's our rival school. We basically have to help with Georgia in our fight song at, at Georgia Tech. <laughs> so <laughs> I got so much crap for it uh, for three years, you know, so I basically overcompensated, uh, <laughs> way overcompensated, when all yellow this is black. becoming too hard for me. I know. <laughs> I just wanted you to know this right now. Yeah. <laughs> Way too hard. <laughs> um. But yeah, that, that's how I ended up with, uh, you know, um, I think I, sp- I had like this 10-page spreadsheet here of all kinds of things that I wanted to do to the Corvette. Uh, and eventually I went from, you know, initially going to go for a Z51. Um, uh, it was a narrow body wet. Yeah. And instead when the Grand Sport came out, I wanted a naturally aspirated V8. I mean, that was my thing. I wanted, you know, after having that four-banger and the, and the turbocharged four-banger and the uh, 328i, no special engine, yeah. you know, lots of turbo lag. But eventually I said, you know, I want an NAV8 in there. And that's what I got and went to the Grand Sport. So it was a lot of fun. I want to take a, we got to take a quick break. When we come back, I want to go back a little bit farther to, to your childhood, where you, where you actually came from to understand, and then your love of cars and, and, and if that happened when you, were, when you were growing up in India or not. So we'll be right back after this. Grandpa, what do you call this thing again? It's a 66 Ford Bronco. I think you got ripped off. Why is that, honey? It's got no Wi-Fi, no USB port, no Bluetooth. Exactly. I guess we'll just have to talk. Sometimes the best way to connect is to disconnect. Is that the window button? It's called a window crank. Cool. The faster I move it, the faster it goes down. This moment of escape was created by Haggerty. Being old is kind of cool, Grandpa. Works for me. For people who love cars. And we're back. So, Gustav, um, my question is, and I'm not joking, I've called him that since the day I met him. <laughs> Nothing you racial have. implied. Um, I want to go back a little bit to your childhood, where you grew up, and, and about, you know, you know, Dan and I being, you know, what did you call us, 40-year-old? <laughs> we're 40-year-old white dudes. We don't have a lot to contribute As 40 here. 40-year-old white dudes. Um, <laughs> well, you don't look a day or three We are what so every healthy. HR video is warning people about. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably a good point. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> Hi, Susie. How was your weekend? <laughs> <laughs> That's so true. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, I've had to go through a lot of management I training this week. <laughs> okay. We're all laughing because we've all seen them. <laughs> Dan, Dan and I and all other... 
<laughs> it just it sounds racist. Never mind. Local folks. Local folks. Ooh, good Ooh, local yeah. folks. Grew up loving cars. Did you have a love of cars growing up in India? And where? what part of India, where Where did you grow up? So I was born and brought up in the city called Chennai, back then Madras, uh, as the British named it. But we like changing our city. Sort of ah, the white people named yeah, it. Yeah, the white. That. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah. Gotcha. okay yeah. The, the, the cup of tea white people named it yeah. something else, yeah. right? Uh, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and, and yeah, so uh, I grew up there, uh, went through school, everything there. But throughout school, I guess uh, some of it was that my dad loved cars. Uh, but he was never able to get anything really, I mean, cool out there. Uh, it has something to do with one. I mean, the locally manufactured cars are all like mass produced for um, for economy, right? Fuel economy. That's one thing. I mean, if you yeah. go look at any you know car ad in, the, in in India, you will see you know what's the mileage. It will be the first thing that you know a lot of people ask. Uh, the other thing is we have a hundred percent import duty on new cars. So a Chevy Cruze here is double the price there and not accounting for purchasing power because Indian rupee is definitely lower than the US dollar. And that has always been the case. So uh, it's extremely expensive to get most of the cars that you can get here, even if they're sold. Um, so growing up, I think uh, the first car that they said they brought me from the you know, uh, hospital in, right, uh, was a, a Hindustan ambassador. Uh, it's, it's, a bas- it's basically derived from the Austin, I, I believe, Oxford Series 3. So it was a really, really old car. Uh, and then it went on to, um, I think it was a, something called a Fiat Premier Padmini. And it was a Fiat 1200D variant. So there's all these cars that India has that are specific variants of you know, things from abroad. But they're all meant to be passenger cars. Not fun cars. It's like steering feedback. Uh, who gives a crap, right? That's <laughs> that's how it is. Uh, and then eventually when I started driving, I had a, uh, we call it a Maruti Suzuki 800. A uh, little less than 100 horsepower, uh, you know, a little, little vehicle based on a, Mar- a Suzuki Alto, I believe. Um, so these all these weird cars. And then uh, a Hyundai Accent was the first car. I'd, yeah, I know. Ooh, right. No, I kid you not. I mean, it was the easiest car with the ma- nicest manual gearbox ever. And by nice, I mean you could like completely not put the clutch in and still shift gears fine. <laughs> so, <laughs> so <laughs> and rev match. Yeah, everything. rev match. Uh, who needs rev match, right? Yeah, you know, <laughs> like you could like basically, uh, yeah, you could do a fast and furious shift with it, and it wouldn't care. Uh, <laughs> Sixteen years later. Oh yeah. Um, so um, it. it I didn't care, and it, it, that was the first car I drove like regularly. Uh, eventually, I think my dad let me drive a Chevy Cruze, um, so I always. Oh, you actually did buy a Chevy Cruze. I did. Oh, okay. Yeah, Could you not, right? Okay, yeah. So I, d- I did drive my dad's Chevy Cruze a lot. Uh, so we always had like two cars, just so you know. Once I started going to college, I could like in undergrad, I could uh, take that one there. So I drove that, and driving in India is an experience. <laughs> so let me put it this way, right? Driving in India is madness. Is madness, right? So you learn skills that you never reuse anywhere else in the world. Like, yeah, I've driven in all kinds of crazy places in Asia, but none of that compares to driving in India. So uh, when I grew up there and I started driving there, it was uh, uh, the Hyundai Accent and the Chevy Cruze for the most part, and it was always a race. Like you could stand up, you know, up front the lights, right? And 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 you'd see the lights counting down in seconds. So you were always ready to go, and everyone else was as well. So it was a lot of fun, let's say. But then coming here, uh, I, I I didn't have that, you know, I had to unlearn things. But speaking of the love for cars itself, uh, I had, um, you know, I grew up watching way too much Top Gear. 
I kid you not, that was a big influence on me. So I grew up watching way too much Top Gear every single season, every episode, multiple times. Even Final Gear, you know, I know blasphemy, but yeah. <laughs> even Final Gear. And Now we watch them all. Uh, so, so all that, you know, all that stuff I watched, and I had posters all over. And I think my dream car at the time was a E46 M3, and then eventually an E90 when I, you know, when I was in uh, grad school here. Uh, and those were cars I aspired to, but I never thought I'd get them right. Um, when I was at least when I was in undergrad in, in India. Um, so when I finished schooling there, I had this real love of cars, but no experience because dad didn't trust me with cars, or his cars rather. Yeah. So uh, I w- I never got a wrench on the cars, and you know, I never got like even fix li- little cosmetic defects like dents because I got a lot of dents in India. Which is <laughs> which is not saying anybody was driving. If you've ever yeah. seen driving, you just look up a YouTube video of a normal day in India. Yeah. You'll be like, how do they all survive, let alone not destroy their cars every day? Yeah, and I've gotten rear-ended by pretty much everything from a bicycle to a bus. Yeah, and that's <laughs> that's a that's a regular day in India because you know they're like, why are you waiting at the red light? Yeah, funk, yeah, go. keep going, keep going, right? So that's <laughs> how it is, and uh, and moved on. I don't, we don't stop by the side of the road and go, you know, like let's ins- exchange insurance. We go, eh. Whatever, keep going, right? Uh, but my dad also had a healthy interest in go-karting locally, uh, as in not not amateur go-karting or racing or anything like that, but just a regular little like let's have fun on a Sunday kind of you know indoor go-kart track. Mm-hmm. And I had a I had a lot of you know opportunities there to just basically just go around the track all the time, you know, every Sunday, uh, get a lot of you know uh, laps in. So I had a healthy interest in racing uh, on a very amateur level. Uh, and we watched Formula One a lot. Like growing up, Michael Schumacher was like my idol, right? So he was ruthless. He was talented. Everything, and this was the man I like idolized. So all that contributed to the love of cars. But the opportunity to have like what we would, you know, traditionally think of as fast cars, fun cars, wasn't quite there. And uh, the closest you could come if you were willing to spend a you know crap ton of money in in India was like you could be BMWs and all that, but again they were base models. Like even today you can get like a 320D, uh, but not something like an M3 that easily, right? Yeah. So um, that's that's kind of how I ended up with the love for cars, but not the opportunity to get a lot of them. Then when you came here, it was like that opportunity changed obviously it changed it changed massively i mean um like again like culturally i'm conditioned to save money <laughs> can you not i mean it's it's the thing right like save money uh we we like our big houses so all it's all about oh, save up for this big house save up for your next you know degree even though you really don't need it you know <laughs> that's, that's kind of how it is with us and saving money uh, I know, who does save that money. <laughs> right? save it up and give it to welcome your kids welcome to america spend it yeah yeah <laughs> save it up and give it to your kids and i, I always got told by my parents like by the time I was your age, I already had you, and you were like five years old. So you should save up for that. Uh, <laughs> it was was kind of how uh, my dad would, you know, uh, push me, right? But uh, but yeah, I mean, it was it was one of those things I did. And uh, when I got out of grad school, uh, I, I I came here to Microsoft, and I said, you know what, I'm paid pretty well. I think I can afford something nice, right? Uh, went out and looked. Uh, for new cars because again like my inexperience in terms of actually wrenching on my cars turned me away from used ones i didn't want something that was used something that i had to like work on i didn't know the area i had zero friends moving out to uh, seattle uh, at the time right most of my friends were in georgia and typical to you know tech degrees we ended mostly up in you know the bay area Uh, so right. I didn't have any friends here, so I didn't really want to get something that needed work on it, right? So I ended up with a new car, and I said, uh, you know, again, like the whole red BMW with red seats, and I know the dealership said, look, you're going to custom order it. 
if you don't take it, we're not giving you a deposit back. <laughs> yeah. Not with that color combination. <laughs> so <laughs> they were like, this they is believe gone. they believed in your choices. Oh yeah, yeah. 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 And I, I mean, <laughs> yeah. they were they thought it was crazy, but yeah, they, you know, not uh, the only one. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> so so I mean, it, it was uh, to be fair, it was not a manual. So my manual hand is my right, n- not my right hand, but my left hand, because oh, yeah. we drive on the other side of the road there, right? So I, I can drive perfectly with my left hand, but it was not a manual. It was my first time with an automatic, and I was uh, slightly horrified that I was driving an automatic, but also like, uh, you know what? I'll see where this goes. Yeah. Uh, the shift paddles weren't, uh, you know, perfectly, you know, let's say responsible, responsive, <laughs> right? Uh, but it, it it was good. It was a decent car. Now, I did take that out and go, you know what, you know, I'll, and this was, I'll honestly credit BMW Northwest for this. There's not a shameless plug for them, but, you know, those guys sent out this, this email one time saying, hey, we'll subsidize this thing out at uh, Performance Racing School in, oh in, yeah. in Pacific, right? Uh, and I said, eh, what, com- what harm could come from that? And it was the, uh, ha- I think, a single day of, uh, yeah. you know, HPDE coursing, right? Uh, whatever. Yeah, so valuable in any car you drive. And, and I never thought of something like that i never thought i'd actually be on a track at any time bring your bmw out if something breaks you'll bring it back to us to fix it oh <laughs> right. and by the way you need new tires <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. yeah oh yeah and and this was a car that ran on summer tires year round <laughs> i kid you not i ran it on summer tires year round so this would have been fine back in georgia but not really here <laughs> out in, in yeah. seattle yeah. and uh i remember one time i drove i mean the first time actually i, I you know Obviously, I didn't grow up seeing a bunch of snow. So I had zero snow driving experience. (laughs) I know, southern India. That's so weird. Yeah, so weird. But, I mean, I'd been near the Himalayas and all that, but I'd seen snow. I hadn't actually, you know, like driven in it. Uh, It's scary if you ever get on a bus going up, you know, into the Himalayas or something like that, and they're driving on on snow and you're looking over the edge. Oh, yeah, pucker up. But anyway, anyway, going back to the cars. Interesting visual. Uh, (laughs) <laughs> and um i we 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 basically got on you know again got on the track uh it was a lot of fun uh but going back to the uh the, the snow there yeah i driven over stevens pass this one time all the way up to the pass it was kind of plowed but i would get leavenworth uh, on summer tires and that bmw <laughs> rear wheel rear drive not not a ton of you know um power but uh, 240 horsepower or something like that so not a ton of power but still enough enough to kill me right uh you know <laughs> if if i you know go to the wrong time like what the bmws and i mean even i having an all-wheel drive bmw a lot of the all-wheel drive bmws end up in the united states in germany they drive the rear wheel drive cars mm-hmm. yes they're not dumb enough to drive with summer, summer tires, tires on yeah. them but you know other than that <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah so, so, so so it was it was, yeah. ho- it was hockey pucks all the way you know to leavenworth <laughs> yeah. and once you get in there right it was the lights of leavenworth and you know how it g- gets crazy busy right i'm seeing people park all over the place and get in and i'm like oh fine parking inside town inside town the streets weren't plowed and <laughs> I was basically a slip and slide going all the way, you know. Uh, That's a great there. place to be a slip and slide with I all know. those children and I dogs. Know. I, I saw many wide-eyed people like looking at us like, oh, he's going to hit us. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, eventually found parking outside town. And, it was, and, and I came back that very night because I was an idiot. Uh, <laughs> so... <laughs> <laughs> I, I drove back like three hours over over all the same all the same routes in snow. This is what Dan and I talk about about knowing the drivers around you. <laughs> <laughs> and, 
<laughs> and it and it, it was crazy, but you know it was an experience. It taught me a lot about snow driving. It taught me not to do it if I if I don't have the right equipment. <laughs> but <laughs> but I got back and it was fine. Uh, I took it same way. I took it all the way uh, uh, on the Pacific uh, Coastal Highway, all the way down, and then back up the interior. And then you know coming up I five, I decided you know what I should go probably go upgrade a lake. It had snowed the night before, <laughs> and I went up there with the same tires. It's kind Wait. of worn a year. Or two. So if you haven't been to Crater Lake, no cell phone service, no ready to get a hold of and in the winter you see like a car every three hours so mm-hmm. don't do that if you are not equipped by the way yeah so uh, i went up there and were you thing. trying to die i've tried and i'm not, not successful not <laughs> most of it so you know i'll fail to die fa- <laughs> you have to fail at something yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah okay no failure is not acceptable in my culture but in this case it's better uh, saving <laughs> saving and no failure got it yeah. okay good to know so, yeah. so i mean um it was one of those things and i've i've done stupid things like this before where i've rented a car from i think <laughs> enterprises i think uh <laughs> this was colorado and i'd gone there for work uh for a week uh out at some company in longmont but then from there i took this uh this really nasty old uh subaru legacy but on like ball tires all the way up uh, i think mount evans and this is like 14 th- uh, one of the 14,000. yeah footers. so it's a pike's peak height yeah, yeah. yeah. pike's peak kind of thing right yeah and i get up there there's the the, the 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 roads are you know open and there's no ranger at the station which probably means hey it's a snowstorm don't go up there but i said i've driven two hours to get here you know what i'm going up there <laughs> uh i went up there got stuck Best part of it was uh, digging myself out with a little, you know, the shovel, that, and not the shovel, but the scraper that they give you uh, <laughs> between the windows, right? So best work I'd ever gotten because that point was like 12,000 feet. And I, w- I, got, I got an ice scraper, <laughs> found the car high-centered. Eventually, one dude with a pickup truck came up, and he couldn't. F- he, he helped me pull, pull the car out. And he said, you know what, go back down, you know, catch, catch your breath and go back down and... Uh, and I didn't, once he left, I went around and stayed in the middle of the road so I wouldn't get stuck, got out the other side, and I was like, okay, I got my pictures. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, you know, I got a lot of snow experience that way. You were the dumbest smart guy I know. I know, I know right? <laughs> <laughs> but, but did I die? No. Okay. So <laughs> <laughs> but that's the thing. So rewind a little bit here. So you did your four, your first HP... Uh, HPD. Yeah, HPD mm-hmm. track day. Mm-hmm in the bmw Mm -hmm. is that what sparked your love of the track stuff it definitely was so uh i let me put it this way there were other cars there that were way more capable there was also weirdly one dodge durango in there i don't know what is happening there (laughs) but i mean people wanted to see the limits of their cars right yeah it's a smart thing to do no matter what you drive yeah Yeah. and uh, and so i've I've pushed people all the time like hey guys go out there and get hpd under your belt because it will show you the limits of your cars it'll show you what you know you should what you can do with your cars high performance Uh, driving exactly performance driving education and and uh yeah so i saw other cars there that were m3s and m6s things like that and i found because i was a little crazy uh because specific race phase of course has the widest runoffs right like i kid obviously it doesn't yeah <laughs> it, 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 it was straight into a wall straight into a wall so uh. a very narrow <laughs> runoff straight into a wall and they put a tire wall up there otherwise you'd go off the off the edge at one point there yeah. among some of the turns um but yeah i i noticed that i was able to catch up to most of these guys in uh Way faster cars. Of course, my brakes would smoke, but I was able to catch up with most of these guys in the corners. Obviously, they'd pull off in the straights. But I said, hey, you know what? I can drive. I'm able to do this, and I should probably try to get better at this. It was a lot of fun. Um, obviously, the instructors, since it's HPDE, try to keep you within your limits and try not to like, you know, let you throw it into a wall. Because, I mean, again, one of those things that you have to worry about, taking your only car to HPDE or a track day is you don't have 
insurance on the track unless you specifically buy something like locked in or something else right yeah um so uh, you don't have that so uh it it was an experience uh, i felt great after that i felt like i had a lot more control of my car way more than all the snow driving taught me so uh, i uh, you know i i loved it uh the tires were a little bald but <laughs> i loved it uh and that's kind of what sparked the whole like you know what i want to learn how to drive better and the the skills they teach you down there it's it's not just a half day of track driving right it's also all these things he talks about i mean uh i think don was the person who who runs it down at performance don can, yeah. uh don can, so uh don would talk about all these things that would come in useful on the actual open road like if a truck is jack like jackknifing at you and a trailer is jackknifing at you what do you do i mean don't look where you want to go don't look at the thing that's coming at you all these things that you could use on the track would also be useful on the road and i think that's those are skills that you know improve you as a driver yeah and so did you make the jump straight from the bmw to the corvette uh yes so my philosophy was i want to get to know how to drive on the track know how to control a rear wheel drive go bigger go home american style uh, oh yeah, yeah. yeah oh yeah. yeah uh and 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 once i had those skills under there i said you know what i'm going to go get something that's special to me right uh because i'm special right uh in many ways but <laughs> do, not, do not open me up for things yeah. like that okay continue. in many ways but anyway uh, so i i went for the corvette uh grand sport came out the white body one with the natural aspirator engine and i said you know i'll, I'll go there because i i didn't want to get straight to a z06 kind of thing because uh, at the time i thought there was way too much power for me as a daily driver and right now it's my only car so you know it 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 was the the next step yeah and well and as a former z06 owner it it really is uh the grand sports the perfect one the z06 is fun it, all that torque is great all that power is great but if you want to use all that power the grand sport actually does it better than the z06 it's far better in the corners to control you can get i think most people would be slower in a z06 than they would in a grand sport because you got to be like you're half yes. throttling where you're going to be full throttling um and the grand sports is a fantastic package all the way around um so yeah so that, that would imagine that would up your lap times quite a bit it did so uh when i got the grand sport uh i did go out to uh, parump nevada mm-hmm. uh and there was uh i, I forget the name of the racing school well ron fellows yeah so ron fellows out in uh, nevada actually does uh, the corvette owner school yeah so i was out there a couple of times uh doing like you know laps uh, on there like a two day course a three day course and it was a lot of fun but even more impressive how the, the the coaches are driving up in front of you in sometimes slower cars than you they're driving camaros you know they're driving base corvettes and they're still faster than you while still looking out the rear view mirrors and telling you where your hand should be hey move your hand a little bit keep looking here it's impressive what they can do i mean if they've been at it for a while and they know what they're doing right so that those those days taught me a lot and also taught me that you know it's expensive going all the way out there even though you're you know throwing around their corvettes and i could probably get more bang for my buck by actually taking mine to the track here uh but that that's where the fear of pacific comes in with all the you know runoffs and there's a more capable car but also a car that will bite back if you yeah i was going to say the, the corvette can be a real handful it is a any rear wheel drive car like that mm-hmm. is going to be a bit of a challenge <laughs> why why the corvette so uh let me put it this way this is a bit of a personal thing for yeah. me uh i grew up 
uh, liking BMWs more, obviously, the M3 and M4 and all that. I test drove pretty much everything out there right before, the year before I got the vet. Uh, and it was, uh, at the time, my my GM uh, at, at Xbox, uh, mm-hmm. Leo. Uh, Leo said, hey, you know, I, I have Corvettes, and, you know, they're nice cars if you get the right one, so you should go yeah. out and look at it. I didn't like the interiors and most of them, but then when the C7 came out, Huge it upgrade. changed. It Huge changed upgrade. so <laughs> much, right? You get a 3 LT and it's pretty nice inside. Yeah. Uh, and uh, they also corner well. So until the C6, I didn't really like the interiors. The C7 changed all that. All the reviews were great. I drove a bunch of them, even though GM dealers, oh my God, like they treat it like you're trying to get a you know, Berlinetta to go test drive, but that's kind of how uh, they were. But what do you mean you want to drive this Corvette? Yeah. How dare you, sir? So if you put down a 20 grand deposit, we can let you drive this used one. I was like, no, what the, what the <laughs> hell? You know, <laughs> yeah. uh, but that's how it was. But eventually I got a bunch of test drives. At the same time, there was a personal thing going on where, you know, me being an immigrant from India, we switched from a student visa to a work visa. And getting that work visa is a lottery those years. So I was in my last attempt at the lottery. So I had this whole thing where I might have been kicked out of the country if I didn't get get it in my last attempt, get lucky basically in the last attempt. So I said, you know what I'm going to do? What I can't do back in India or anywhere else? Go test drive all these cars <laughs> that I can you know, get my hands on. So I kid you not, I, I test drove everything I could get my hands on, like Teslas. I, I did, And the funny thing was the Tesla uh, showroom guy, uh, Alex, I remember his name was. He was a huge gearhead. So he said, you're not going to be happy with this Tesla. Because he knew, I kept talking to him and he knew, you need something like a GT4 or Google a Corvette because those are things that will excite you. So I test drove like Caymans, I test drove a lot of Porsches, I believe uh, a GT3 <laughs> and I was like, oh, I got my hands on a GT3, <laughs> a Turbo S. Uh, this was uh, at uh, Bellevue, Porsche Bellevue, kudos to them, best test drive ever. Basically threw me the keys to a Turbo S and like, let's take it out there. <laughs> I'm like, are you sure? <laughs> this is my thing there. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So, so I might be kicked out of the country next week. So yeah, let's, let's do this. Let's <laughs> <laughs> so it was basically full send, right? Uh, <laughs> let's <laughs> prosecute him. He's not here yeah. anymore. <laughs> so, let's, it was basically full send. So I test drove all that. Uh, gave the uh, the Jaguar dealership a heart attack because you know the, <laughs> this, this old dude got in my passenger seat and he was like, "Oh yeah, yeah, just keep it under." And the you know, <laughs> yeah, the F type R. Oh, I love that exhaust, right? It just crackle pop crackles all the time, growls. Yep. Amazing exhaust. I mean, so I. I you know kind of put it sideways a few times intentionally. Did all that <laughs> uh, on a test drive, GTR, you know everything I could get. And I think I think I flew out. I think the the, the biggest test drive I got uh, was a you know whenever I flew out to Vegas for work or conferences or whatever. Oh, yeah. I, I'd go to all the little test tracks there, extreme racing or you know or whatever other. Yeah, Kevin know. Flynn's buddy owns that. Oh yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. So extreme and then all the other tracks and then I I try whatever I could get my hands on. I think the best one there, not in that time, but then afterwards, I, t- I, I drove the uh, Huracan Performante. <laughs> I did not tell the instructor that I had track experience. <laughs> so, uh, there's a video out there in, on YouTube, on my Facebook, whatever, where the guy is just freaking out, like, break, 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 break. And I'm like, chill, chill, you know, like, I can late break, I can do this, right? And he doesn't know. So, he's trying to save his life. And it was, <laughs> it was, it was, it was a lot of fun. Uh, but, yeah, that was among the You're most fun. You're an evil cars. person. I, am, I, I, mean, I should have just told him straight up because I did a 370S and it was a different <laughs> instructor in there. And I was like, well, I told that guy. This guy should know. So, uh, <laughs> a 570. Sorry, but yeah, in in the uh, in the in the end, after all that test driving, right? When I came to the Corvette, I knew this isn't actually that bad, and I wanted something that 
you know, the show-offy part of me, the whole yellow and black thing, and, you know, yeah. I wanted something that looked and, you black know. Black and yellow. Black yeah, no. black and yellow. <laughs> I kid you not, someone has actually gotten out of a pickup truck with a little dog I, and, and said black and yellow. Hey, cool car, bro. And I was like, okay, this confuses me. Uh, <laughs> 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 Wait, you're not an old white guy. Why yeah. are you getting out of a Corvette? <laughs> yeah, so, so, so uh, y- but, but yeah, I wanted something that turned heads also while being a very capable car on track. And that's where the Corvette came in because I like Porsches, I like driving Porsches, but then for me, and I'm going to get, you know, blasted for this, but they look way too similar for me, just unless you go up to like a GT3 or something with vents in it and all that stuff. Yeah, no, it's a very classic design, but yeah, you're totally right. That's why my Turbo S is almost invisible in Kirkland. Right. Your car gets more attention than mine. Oh, yeah, so that's the thing, right? I I, I like, you know, standing out, except on certain occasions when we get yelled at on endurance drives, and you know what I'm talking about. (laughs) 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 Yeah, Karen. Yeah, Karen, yeah. (laughs) Uh, You were just as much at fault for that. Oh, come on. (laughs) We were all terrible. But anyway, the... um, (laughs) Drafting is not passing. Oh, drafting is not passing. um, (laughs) I don't know how they ever spotted that black and yellow Corvette doing that. I was totally under the radar, I'm just Mm -hmm. saying. But yeah, yeah, um, uh, it it gets attention. And I don't mind that. I like the whole, you know, the looks of the car. So I I know it feels like they stole cues from the F12 on that car, at least in the front end. So so yeah, I mean that's that's kind of <laughs> how I I ended up waiting for nearly an hour, you know nearly a you know uh, I guess um, half a year year plus whatever and then ordered it uh, I think in March basically on my birthday I put down the uh, deposit for that and signed all the papers and ordered it out of New Hampshire somewhere the dealership here never saw the car and they just got courtesy delivery for it oh right um, yeah so I got a huge discount bargained the crap out of them I think like ten percent back when they were all giving like two percent max or like you know yeah. here's over ten grand over MSRP for the grand sports see so he saved money his yeah. parents would be proud exactly mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> and yeah and that, that's kind of how I got the Corvette so uh, that's a good question what do your parents think about that car so initially they were not thrilled <laughs> I remember, I remember a specific conversation on um, on Skype because you know I use a lot of Skype with my parents, uh, and um, I, I already got my dad mad about something else, right? <laughs> totally, totally different. You since know. you're already mad, since you're already mad, yeah, here yeah. I'll tell you what I'm gonna get, and like you know, here what I what I put my money down on, and I showed him my spreadsheet. I was really proud, by the way. All these links and all these numbers that automatically recalculate themselves on different pages. Look what I did, Dad, and he was like, <gasps> How much? money again you know because <laughs> I, I got a th- the 3LT and you know Grand yeah, Sport it's a very well spec car yeah and, and I put a bunch of you know cosmetic mods mainly but you know cosmetic mods on it Expel all over the place Opti yeah. Pro Plus on it all these lighting mods and everything and it came out like 90 grand after tax or something maybe a little bit more and my dad went are you nuts this is not how we raised you which is a standard line right uh, <laughs> so this is not <laughs> how your we dad ra- says that a lot huh? yeah yeah he says yeah. that a lot I know it, <laughs> This isn't how he raised me, but yeah, <laughs> uh, he's, he's proud of me, but still, he'll say that a lot. So <laughs> that was his reaction then. And then when I eventually got my car and showed him all the track videos, and he, he, he had this whole like, you know, okay, you know what? My son's doing something cool that, you know, he, he has, he's passionate about. Uh, and he's, because they always raise me as the straight A first bencher out there, you know, like you better, you know, toe the line kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, sorry, uh, pardon my French, but uh, like it was always 99%, like what happened to the other one? percent you know when he came home that's how i was raised uh and here i said look i'm saving you all this money I mean, and he said you're not saving me any money you're spending all of it this is like a house down payment kind of was the thing he said uh and eventually he, he kind of liked the car and i you know when he came in and i got 
them to sit in the car and I said, "Hey, you know how's this?" And he said, "Can I drive it?" <laughs> yeah, so so for me that was like, uh, "Okay, you know, but but yeah, I mean, did you get a stick or an automatic? automatic? So this is an automatic. automatic. Uh, yeah. Again, only car. So I I went back and forth, and then the yeah, num- smart decision. The numbers yeah. guy in me went, but the automatic's point two seconds faster to sixty. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't matter at all, honestly. But you know, yeah, uh, the the gearbox and the uh, and the automatic uh, Corvette, not the best in uh, in daily driving, but you get on it, you know, uh, full throttle, and that thing just. Bam! You know it shifts really yeah, fast. It's pretty quick. It's pretty quick when you put it in manual mode, and you just get full throttle. And on. I'll say that those that those time differences they put between automatic and manual. Okay, that's with a pro driver. So yeah, unless you know yeah, how to, like, sure. unless you're like one of the fastest shifting people out there, you're not going to get that same time. The automatic's always going to be faster on the street. I just put your foot down. That's all you got to do with an automatic. Yep, so <laughs> yeah. So that's kind of how I got into Corvette. Yeah. So how did you? How was it breaking into the car scene? Because you and I met at the car show at Microsoft. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Like I'd seen your Corvette. I had my Corvette there, and I was like, hey, you know. Corvette How was stuff. that again? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you want to go buy some plastic bits for under our hoods? Yeah. <laughs> we need more chrome. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> I remember very clearly this was at the Microsoft Car Show, I believe, 2016. Uh, it was one of those uh, in the days when we saw fewer, I guess, uh, Corvette drivers out there because obviously it was cloudy and, oh, my God, Corvettes will melt. And, you know, this is one of those things I hate about the Corvette community uh, <laughs> because yeah. it, it, it gets a little cloudy or uh, there's a chance of snow the next day oh my god i'm not bringing my car out you know the whole i shine my car up and i'm gonna put it to bed for all of fall and winter <laughs> thing i hate that i like driving my car into the ground it's not a show car but back then it had just gotten all its mods done and you know it yeah, was all it's shined up so i brought it in and i remember parking it out there and uh, i think all the kids particularly loved it which is why the next year they had this category that said uh, kids favorite yeah uh, that's right uh, and yeah and we we were both parked next to each other your z06 the white one was right there and my grand sport was right next to it and i dressed to match i remember because <laughs> i did my whole <laughs> yellow black and yellow shoes thing <laughs> and Georgia Tech. oh yeah i was all you know go jackets at that point too um and yeah that, that's kind of how we met and I'd honestly not done any car showy stuff. It's or a Corvette anything. love story. It is. Oh, yeah, 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 it is. It is a Corvette love story. And um, I th- it's late I saw forking. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, forked hard. But anyway, yep. uh, <laughs> anyway sorry. But, <laughs> but we, um, so I, I, I won the car show there, right? Yeah. That year. And uh, that brought year. out a lot of, uh, anyway, the, the <laughs> you know, a lot, it, it brought out a lot of the people at work who were, uh, who were into cars. And they were like, wait, we didn't know you're into cars at all. And I think it's not racist. I'm not, I'm not saying it's racist, but the perception is Any there. Any statement you start with, it's not racist. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> I'm just saying. But the perception is there that you know people from the Indian community are you know not into cars big, and I think that's uh, that's true as well. Um, it's it's true. It's true. But uh, one of those things was I really thought getting into the car community was hard because. I had the impression, I'm not saying it's true and it isn't, that most of it is about car shows and that it's about, uh, you know, rich local folks only. You have to have a really nice car to get there. How do you park your car yeah. and talk about it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so it seemed to be one of those things. I was afraid, like, I mean, I would not have brought my BMW to anything anyway, but, you know, it wasn't a really special car. To me, it was, but, you know, obviously it's not something different, right? The Corvette is a different story because it was particularly customized, did a lot of stuff with it, all that, right? But, but yeah, it was, it was one of those things that I thought, you know, maybe rich local folks are the only ones who can get into it and do any expensive car to get into it. 
the other side of it is if I didn't go expensive initially, like before the Corvette, if I get something unique, it's going to be hard to maintain. Uh, if I get that, it's also something that I, you know, I don't know the local facilities as much, you know. I don't know where I can get help to go fix something if it breaks without it costing a bomb, an arm and a leg. So all that stuff really helped. I didn't know who to trust. And back then I didn't know you. So, you know, I didn't have that entry into the car wool. That did change again, like when we met and then we kept talking about car stuff and, you know, uh, I, I got to know more about the local scene and it was, it was fun um, getting to know that. And I think again, that, that Microsoft car show thing turned around, uh, turned stuff around for me. And then when you, uh, uh, when we uh, started doing ex exotics together, I mean, you'd been doing it for years. Uh, and then you said, Hey, you want to volunteer for exotics? The first thing I thought was, oh, my God, 7 a.m. in the morning? <laughs> I can't wake up. I you can't. still can't, for the record. I still, oh, my God. Okay, don't go there. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you, br you brought it up. Okay, okay, yeah. yeah. You know, I, I, I run on Indian Standard Time. It's like mm -hmm. 10 minutes late all the time. But, uh, <laughs> no, you don't. You're always out partying on the Friday night, dancing. Don't say that. Don't say yes. that. No, that's, that's my dance. Socializing. Dance. Yeah, my yeah. socializing dance yeah. life. Yeah, yeah, Friday night parties. and you know, But I do show up. Right, so I show up most. You're you're digging yourself a <laughs> hole. Come on, come on. You're <laughs> digging <laughs> yourself. I mean, okay, I'll I'll, <laughs> exactly. I'll, I'll not go down that hole. But anyway, yeah. yeah the um, yeah. So uh, you have up shown up before. That's what I'll I have shown up. <laughs> sure, fine, fine. I didn't show the first three times, but yeah, sure. Um, and and that got me to know a lot of people in the area uh, who had nice cars, but who weren't necessarily stuck up. You know just people who just wanted to show off their cars, but people who were genuinely into cars. Uh, I remember, um, you know, someone else that influenced me a little bit was, uh, at, at the time, my mentor, Christian Bellardi. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Christian's yeah. We know Christian well. Yeah, and Christian's heavily into cars, right? So he also, you know, got me into, uh, got me to talk about uh, Porsches, and he would talk about his Lamborghinis and everything, and it was, it was nice learning from, you know, people like that. And that's how I slowly, you know, changed the perception that it's a show culture. And you know, instead, it's more about driving what you have and showing off your unique thing rather than your expensive thing. Yeah, uh, so that's that's rather unique to. The, we've talked about that before. It is rather unique to hear that people here tend to gravitate more to people who use their cars rather than just stand next to them. Like it, it doesn't count for much if you just bought an expensive car and you stand next to it. It's like, oh, what you were going? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I saw you up on this drive at Baker in mm -hmm. you know January. <laughs> like, I'm like, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Just and keep remember that drive we did to Leavenworth, and he had an in 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 <laughs> camera car, and we w we walked the footage, and I'm thinking. So here's an Indian guy in a bright yellow Corvette screaming country music. <laughs> I go, he's adapting to this life well. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, that's kind of how I did it. And I never grew up intentionally, I'll say that again, intentionally burning a set of tires up, right? <laughs> but I know we, you know, you be go out and do it sometime. And then it was, it was a lot of fun, uh, you know, learning, oh, you know what? I can do a burnout myself, right? So... I'm not saying, you know, I'm an expert in cars at all, but that was a lot to do with my upbringing. But now that's changing. And if you really want to, there are the resources today to go do it. Because back then it was Seattle cars and coffee. <laughs> 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 I'm not going to say it's successful of, you know, the car community here, but, but it, it is. It, it is. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> but you're not saying it. Yeah. I'm not <laughs> saying it. Someone else is saying it. But, you know, someone else said it is first. Uh, so <laughs> that's, that's the thing there. But... Um, now there's a once, and a once is a big, big influence today in in you know in helping people get into the car world. Yeah, yeah. Let's uh, let's take a quick break on that note, and we come back. We're going to talk more about Avance getting into that scene. We'll be right back. We spend an average of eight hours and forty-one minutes a day facing screens. 
laptops, smartphones, tablets, even digital refrigerators. But what are we really connected to? Isn't it time you connected to something greater? Sometimes the best way to connect is to disconnect. This moment of escape was created by Haggerty for people who love cars. And we're back. Uh, we left off talking about, uh, well, actually joining Avance. Uh, usually we segue this into what's coming up on Avance, but uh, tell me more about that because so you've, I mean, you've met a lot of people. You're very active in the car community now. <laughs> so you'd go to more stuff than we do half the time. So, so I, I think I'd met a lot of uh, car people, you know, thanks to Exotics, right? Uh, Redmond Town Center, yeah. super fun event, organizing it, you know, helping organize it was fine, uh, fun as well. But eventually, uh, I think I met Adam at one of the Exotics events as well. And I probably met him at a couple of Porsche things as well later uh, that you kind of, you know, uh, took me uh, to. Uh, but yeah, I mean, so I met Adam a bunch of times. At the time, I knew he was, well, working on something, but I didn't know it was at once. Uh, I remember it being a Facebook group that basically I got added and I was that like, was hey, me. this seems, yeah, that was you, yeah, <laughs> yeah pretty much you, uh, and uh, I said, this seemed like a very Dan made you. Yeah, Dan <laughs> made me join Facebook's uh, uh, once group, and uh, it seemed like, a, hey, this is a very different car community, not not one like, you know, CNC at all, right? <laughs> yeah. I was surprised, let's say, let's say I was surprised. Uh, it seemed like people, you know, interested in that you know, passionate about cars, but also pretty decent. Uh, then, um, uh, then when he you know started as a proper subscription service, right, uh, with you know a lot of really really useful discounts. And these days, I tell people, even if they're not into driving something insanely fast or super fun or whatever, get a once membership because it honestly pays for itself. Oh, yeah. I had a friend uh, curb her wheel the other day and messaged me, what do I do? And I was like, well, first off, join Avance because you can get the discount. Park farther away from the curb. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Learn how to drive. But two, <laughs> <laughs> we've all done it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, but uh, it's funny because it's true. I was like, yeah, get an Avance membership. It's like you'll need it for the, the discount. It, they have two partners that do wheel repair. So it's like, there you go. It's like right off the bat, you're going to save it. And with the car care kit, do you wash mm -hmm. your car? Yeah, well, there you go. You just mm -hmm. made your money back. Go mm -hmm. do that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so it's an e super easy thing to do. Yeah, I think um, uh, joining a one saved me a bunch of money, but it also connected me to a lot of people, right? Yeah. Uh, initially, when I had the BMW, I didn't really know too much about uh, the local, well, say, automotive shop shops, right? Yeah. Whether they be detailing or cosmetic mods or whatever other, you know, modifications I wanted or repairs I wanted done. I didn't really know. I had my few places that I'd go and I'd learn to trust them, but I didn't really know about anything else. I know I met uh, John, uh, John Clevin, uh, Metropolitan, through, uh, you know, not a once itself, but even before that, and I kind of trusted him, but uh, I didn't really know about all the shops that a once had, and I got to know them pretty good after, right? Yeah. Uh, and more than that, I made friends through a once basically were really good friends after an example is brian elich right yeah he sold uh, me my corvette brian elich from uh, chevrolet up over here yeah so brian elich is very into tracking his uh, zl1 camaro like neon green or krypton green i guess is yeah. the actual, actual krypton color, green right? zl1 and he uses it well yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> nobody drives their camaro harder than brian <laughs> yep so uh, i don't think anybody literally i don't think anybody is going to take that title from him it is it is it is a camaro that gets used really really well yeah. and he prefers the ridge 
Uh, and I'd never been to the Ridge before he kind of like, you know, in my first year of the using the Corvette, I was mostly at Pacific Raceways. Uh, and he kind of dragged me down to the Ridge. And the Ridge is all the way down in Shelton, so it's a, it's a drive. I mean, a couple hours worth of, you know, driving Yeah, versus 35 minutes to Exactly, right? Kent, yeah. yeah, and you kind of had to... At least until uh, I believe turn turn two, uh, turn two uh, had the afternoon lapping days and such, right? Or, or I don't know what they call it uh, now, but yeah, uh, the days that started out at like one p.m. Uh, I was always way too lazy to get up early in the morning again and drive all the way there for a Saturday. There's a theme here. Big surprise. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm a little. I'm not a morning person. I'll sit up as late as I have to, but I won't really wake up in the morning. Then. <laughs> um, so, um, and car people typically are the ones that wake up really early. Yes, we are. So what time we leave at seven. Exactly right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and yeah, so the uh, uh, the thing is, I, I I drove down to the ridge with Brian. And Brian comes completely prepared, right? I mean, uh, track tent, all the tools you can imagine, everything in his Camaro. And I'm wondering, how the hell did he get all the stuff in his Camaro? Uh, yeah, it's Mary Poppins' bag. Me, basically, <laughs> I'm taking everything out of my car uh, before I head there because I said, well, you shouldn't have anything that can, you know, uh, move around, move around in your car. Yeah. So uh, I end up there, and he has everything I need to, you know, help set up for the track and make sure everything's bolted down before I head out there. And it was super useful because I had this buddy who would, who would drive with me all the way out there and, you know, uh, last through the whole track day. So that's kind of how, I mean, it was super nice, you know, uh, getting out there with Brian. And the Ridge now is pretty much my preferred track. You know, it, it takes all those nice corners from all over the world and, you know. Yeah, it's it a really track. well laid out track. It's yeah. got great runoff. It yeah. really is a great facility. Um, and 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 it, it I mean like back when I first used to go there it was probably like a two minute plus lap so I was taking it a little easy, and I think my tires lasted like you know maybe nearly two seasons. Uh, now that changed <laughs> this year where as you know I mean I got a brand new set of tires from you know discount tires over here and had them install it and everything and uh, uh, yeah I think I've gone through most of it this season at, at, yeah. at the Ridge and they're only they're less than a half year into their life and I'm already you know done with most of it yeah track driving a vet vets eat tires yeah they're, they're really wide they get really hot and they the chassis can use all that grip, mm -hmm. and so they just melt right through them. Mm -hmm. So that's a funny story. <laughs> so we had Scarf's car over at my house. We were fixing uh, a couple of his lights, lights in yeah. the left front, and as I pulled off, uh, I moved the wheel out of the way to get more access to behind the panel there. There was literally melted rubber stuck through the fender liner. Like, it had come off at such speed, it had, one, pierced the fender liner, and two, <laughs> melted into it. So, like, inside of the wheel, the calipers, the inside of the, the wheel well, it was all freaking melted over so <laughs> nice work and get some of your money back yeah, yeah. i mean <laughs> I, I get my money's worth out of that car it's meant to be driven it's not a one-off car or anything like that that i need to save and i still think even one-off cars deserve to be driven so oh, yeah. i drive it to you know drive it into the ground i mean i don't say into the ground right no, i take good care of yeah, it yeah you take really I good take care, really of care of it but then it's also driven well just can't and imagine the ad when he sells it i know take into take into a never few track tracked. days yeah never, never track uh, no no <laughs> never I'm i'll be honest with them i save all my service records and every time I take it and I, I usually take it all the way out to Chuck Olson and Chevy. They do and good work. They yeah. do a really good job. They have a really good Corvette tech and they're also super nice as far as customer service goes. And I don't always find that at Chevy dealerships, right? So for me, uh, Chuck Olson is where I take it out in Shoreline and they always make a comment like, never tracked, huh? <laughs> and I'm like, 
you nope. know, you know, you know what you know what I do. You know what's up. Yeah, yeah, you know what's up. So that's kind of how it is. Yeah, thank God you spent all the money on that paint protection. Oh though. yeah, <laughs> uh, it's it's Expo all over, ceramic all over, and it it helps because otherwise that car would be full of rock chips. Yeah, but the Expo takes pretty much all of it, yeah, except for the front camera lens. Yeah, <laughs> the front camera lens seems to have fallen off, uh, and uh, yeah, they're replacing it right now. It's actually in the shop right now, getting that, and then the uh, the AFM actuators on the exhaust Which melt. melted. Now that's not a me thing. That's more of a Chevy thing. What uh, happened? So yeah. the so they have the exhaust valves that open and close on the exhaust, right? Yeah. Well, on the Corvettes, if you drive that car hard, and I don't mean like abuse it. I just mean drive it like it's meant to be driven. Mm-hmm. You will melt those actuators, and they will either stick open or closed. And there's oh. there's two actuators. There's one at the very end of the, end of the exhaust on the tips, and one further in. The inside ones, right before the mufflers, those melt. So yeah, Jeez. yeah, you literally melt them. Is that and a warranty issue? Uh, so it, it should be a warranty issue, but uh, mine's currently out of warranty. Well, it's in the extended warranty, which doesn't yeah. cover exhaust parts. It's a class action lawsuit issue, right? Kind of thing. So there's there's a whole bunch of complaints on the Corvette forums about it. That's the only time I go to the Corvette forum, I promise. But <laughs> 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 it's a it's a very special place. Uh, it is a special place. <laughs> We're gonna take our Mucinex and sit in a parking lot. Uh-huh. <laughs> that's that's one of those things. <laughs> Guess which side of the political fence that, oh, that place oh is on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, I don't think m- most of them haven't met me and I think it, I'll keep it that way. But I'm pretty sure they'd be surprised, right? Were but you yeah. adopted into a white family? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's... Well, well, I think the, the phrase is Ari or something, right? White yeah. inside, brown outside. But anyway, yeah. Was it a ding dong? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, but uh, I mean, the whole. This is not our phrase ever. Mm. For the no, 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 absolutely no. not. Wait, that, what, not what us, it? old white guys. It's, it's the hostess. Uh, okay, thing. let it go. Let, let, it, let go. it go. Okay, but anyway, the, um, uh, it, it is it is one of those issues that's been talked about there. Yeah. And uh, Sh- Chevy did eventually agree to cover most of it. Uh, some of it is still on me, and I think I'll get the car back this week but meanwhile i'm <laughs> driving a very special car it's a chevy volt <laughs> now i'm Are not all electric no no, no they're not they, they're they have hybrid. like they're hybrid, hybrid? yeah, okay, yeah. so right. it's like 50 miles worth of range yeah. on electric and then it switches to gas right it's not a terrible car i, was say, I guess with your commute that's kind of ideal you're probably it never is. touching <laughs> it, it's not that's the thing i mean for me it's a short commute to work i mean 15 yeah. minutes but uh it, it's pretty good for a fuel economy but and you broke your front camera no, 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 no. That that was, I think, on one no, of the long drives. No, the lens, fell, lens off fell off yeah. on a long drive. On a long drive, yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. 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 Not slowly. <laughs> yeah, and I think, I mean, um, uh, the, yeah, the lens fell off on a long drive. Let's say well, that's, that. That's too bad. That uh, glue failed. I'm sorry. Yeah. 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 Bad glue. Yeah. Glue. Yeah. Glue. Oh, well, but but yeah, that that's, I mean, I, I use it, and right now it's uh, it's being repaired, and I should get it back uh, sometime this week, and it's been a few weeks. So yeah, and then know. the uh, additional mods start. I'm excited for yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, there's there's some mods in me planning. Some big boxes showed up at, at home today, you know. FedEx managed to deliver What's them going somewhere on? else. I didn't know about that. Yeah, we got stuff to do. Yeah, I shouldn't talk about them right now. I shouldn't talk about yeah. Probably shouldn't, yeah. Yeah, so, uh, so yeah, there's, there's stuff that's going to change on that car, but uh, not visibly. Yeah. Yeah. The important stuff. The important stuff. Performance, eh? Performance sure, stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the Avance uh, sticker on that is five horsepower, right? Right. Yeah. And then well, the RCS. Six and a half. The RCS sticker is probably more. Oh, that's right. You do have a Rain City Supercar yeah, sticker. Yeah, Those yeah. are available on our website, by the way. Yeah. So uh, it's a pretty nice sticker. I mean, put it on, you know, even black on black, it, it works really well in the light. Yeah. That's what we do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. 
Yeah. Speaking of Avance, that by by no means was that a paid plug. Just mm-hmm. uh, we are both fans and both members. Um, mm-hmm. But they do some cool stuff coming up. All three of us are actually members, guys. Mm-hmm. Remember me? Yeah, hi. Yeah, nice <laughs> to see you. <laughs> hey, Nick. Yeah, nice. <laughs> All five of us uh, in the crew. Four here. of us are. Ah, uh, ouch. Mm. <laughs> You married into it. It <laughs> 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 makes her a member. But anyway, Avance yeah. uh, Portland launch. Congratulations yeah. to Adam. Avance expanding into Portland. I already know some members down there that are super excited. I already know they have some great partners down there. Uh, Mule also expanded down there. Um, and then that's coming up on the 7th if you're in the Portland area. I know we have a lot of listeners down there. So definitely have something to look forward to. Uh, Really cool one coming up on the 14th, actually, that everybody should go to. That's the tech session with Dundon Motorsports. We'll mention it again next week, but I've been to Dundon. Very cool shop. Really nice people. Man, Where's that at? Gig Harbor. Gig Harbor. That's right. Okay. Great driving roads around there, too. Yeah. And uh, But, man, if you haven't heard of GT3 Scream until you've got a Dundon Motorsports exhaust on it. so We should go. Yeah, I know. Yeah. We should try and make those at weekends, but I should be able to make that. I know one. we can't make it to Portland, but I think we should definitely go down there. Yeah. Yeah. If, so. And, in fact, if you're hearing this episode and you want to go, write us. Maybe we'll uh, get a little caravan to go. Take yeah, a yeah, little carpool down there. That would yeah. be kind of fun. We can leave the yeah. driver's we club. We can take your Volt if your camera's not fixed. Oh, I don't <laughs> say that. <laughs> I get great fuel economy. I'm sure you do. That's yeah. why I was going to make that's you drive. That's the Indian yeah. thing, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just send a picture of your dad. Yeah. I've downgraded. <laughs> I'm saving money. Yeah. Do you have any advice for anybody just coming over here and wanting to get into the car scene? I'd say be be fearless about it. Uh, don't don't be afraid to reach out to you know people you work with. Ask around. Sure, many of them won't be car people as such. Uh, join a once, honestly. Like you know, it is a big. I mean, very easy way that wasn't there when I started out. Uh, to get into the car community, volunteer at you know local events that are car focused. That's a great way to get in as well. You should volunteer and show up. Yeah, yeah, yeah that'd and, be great. And yeah. Just show up That's on time. Idea. Okay, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like that. But yeah, okay. So <laughs> <laughs> show up on time and yeah, uh, speak to people. Don't be afraid to ask questions and uh, and yeah, I mean you should make a lot of friends in the car community if you really want to, you know, stay with it long term. But it's worth it. I mean, don't worry about what your folks say. <laughs> they, <laughs> they, won't, they won't mind. Uh, they'll say, yeah, you're into cars all the time. Boo-hoo, but no big deal. Hey, right? You'll never be bored, though. Yeah, you will never be bored. Cheaper right? than dating. Yeah, like, like, True. like I always say, you know, are you not entertained? Is this not why you're here? <laughs> right? <laughs> Thank you, Maximus. Hashtag gladiator. But yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 yeah, that's pretty much, yeah. Right on. Yeah, well, the car community here is extremely diverse from all walks of life and all areas of the globe and all orientations, and everybody is welcome. That is one of the better parts of having a car community in Seattle is mm-hmm. it is exceptionally diverse, and it's a great thing. So. Yeah. Well, man. Thank you, Gustav. We really appreciate <laughs> you coming well, in. Thank you for having me on the show. It's good to see you, buddy. All right. Yeah. Nice Thanks for coming in, man. Thank you. Uh, for Rain City Supercars, I'm Nick. I'm Dan. Don't just get there. Enjoy the drive. <laughs>